Hey, what's going on? We're going to do like a separate video. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Rusty and his expertise in composting. So he's going to give us a little bit of uh, an explanation of how the process goes and all the components that are involved. So sure. tell us a little bit about the whole process from the beginning until it's uh, in this area, which is sure. composting, please. Yeah, out here at DR uh, Deschutes Recycling, you know, we're a, a two-phase recycling facility. We take the dock recycling, mm -hmm. your household recycling, but then we also take yard debris um, and green waste out here. And so... Mm -hmm. That's what we build the composting out of. Our feedstock, which is where you start with uh, for compost, is um, tree branches, grass clippings, uh, hay sometimes, maybe some horse manure, um, food waste, uh, and then just wood or uh, branches, leaves, anything organic material that's kind of a yard debris. So the next step after that to produce compost is we'll collect that and then we'll put it through a grinder which uh, takes those big, you know, fluffy pieces of, of green waste and grinds it into smaller particles. Um, no toilet paper. No, not no toilet paper. paper. It has to be clean, yeah, huh? That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, we, out here at our facility, we have one of the cleanest uh, products because um, we're you know, I think the, the residents in the county are pretty diligent about not mixing trash into their uh, into their yard debris recycling cans. That's so important as well. It's very it important. Changes you, everything, yeah. That's right. Um, a lot of facilities have trouble with plastics, and, you know, we, we have that too, but I think just one of your questions was how does it impact everybody. I think working together as a team, we see the... Uh, we see that the, the public helps out with separating trash and keeping it away from the, the yard debris. Mm -hmm. So the next step really is once you grind that material down into a, a finer particle, um, you need to let it sit on air. And we use a, a system that forces air into our piles. Uh, mm -hmm. And you've got to control your temperature. Once you stack a bunch of ground organic material, the tendency is to heat up and that heat is caused by the the microbes working in there to break down the organic material but your ideals ideal uh, temperature range to build compost is from 130 to 160 degrees Fahrenheit okay. to allow that process to happen. Hot, huh? That's, That's right hot, yeah. It boils yeah. water. That's it right so water, we is. we do use water we'll mix water in when we're grinding and then you can water your piles as it's composting. Uh. So layer layer. that's right. Yeah, we'll layer. And so the first, our first, well, actually, the first step after grinding is we'll put our compost onto uh, pipes, onto piping with holes in it. And then we have a blower motor that uh, blows air into a manifold to go through those pipes, and it'll force air into the piles. Uh, so we like see. to keep the compost on air from 14 to 30 days, uh, depending on on how we're cycling. Uh -huh. After that, then we'll put those into windrows uh, to cure the composting. Uh -huh. And we really could screen after being on air. Um, the requirement industry-wide is you have to be at, at uh, PFRP, which is the process um, for pathogen reduction. Uh, uh, sorry, the process to further reduce pathogens. Okay. And so it means that 
after it's been there on there for three days, um, you've killed off your harmful E. coli's or salmonella or you know your harmful bacteria's uh, because you've been in that range of 130 to 160 degrees for three days, and that it someone them off, huh? yeah, right, and somebody early in the composting process back in the 70s did research and found that that was the the right temperature range and the right days to kill those uh, harmful things. Um, and so then, once you hit PFRP. And for us, we go well past it. Then we put it out into windrows, and the windrows are just long rows of stacked compost, and we let it cure there for a little while longer. The next step after that is we bring it into a screener, and we'll take it, because it's still a very coarse material at that point. And when we get to screening, it's been on on air and then out in a into a windrow for probably 60 plus days, 60 to 80 days. That's just the process we we use here at our facility. Other facilities may go shorter or may go longer. Um, it, it's just really up to what your process is and what your best practice is at your composting facility. But a key component of that is when they're in the windrows, we want to turn them to oxygenate that compost and to get oxygen back in there. I see. So once we're done with the windrows, we'll screen that coarse material. And for us, we screen it down to a 5 8 uh, particle size. And that's more of like a soil amendment. And for here in Deschutes County, our soil is pretty sandy out here. And so you can till that in and oh, it helps okay. um, create better soil. Adding sand like that. Yeah, natural. adding it to the sandy soil, oh, it'll okay, okay, it'll okay. amend the soil to build um, to put more uh, more nutrients into that sand mm. to help your products grow. Um, That's amazing. We do test our our uh, final product every month, um, so we have a uh, neutral third-party testing site that we send our product out to, and it's tested. So there's. Any uh, large-scale composting facility will do that as well. And you're just really testing to to make sure there aren't any heavy metals in your compost, that there's no salmonella or fecal material, okay. or you know that your carbon to nitrogen ratios where it needs to be. And so that's uh, constantly every 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 month. Every right? month, okay. And that's based on the volume that we have on site. So we used to only test once a quarter, but we our volume wasn't near what it is now. Oh, so you're really, and our testing requirements, since we're a tenant of the county, uh, the county's permit with the DEQ requires us, if we're at a certain volume, to test every month. And so wow. your DEQ permit is going to kind of direct that. So once we screen the 5.8s, we also screen down to a, um, from that 5.8s product, we'll screen it again into a 3 8 product particle uh, size and with that uh, that's more for like top dressing a lawn or for flower beds and things of that nature and so, so the soil that we have back here um, right i see they well they have two names huh yep this is your soil builder that's that 5 8 5 uh, eighths. Uh, okay. uh, particle size that's our biofine which is a 3 8 particle size this is a premium ground cover that's kind of like a mulch in a way and so it's uh That'll help for water um, water retention, and oh, you can put it around trees. Um, our, a benefit uh, of compost, and especially in an area of such as ours, uh -huh. 
where we're in drought conditions is compost will help retain water. Oh, and so in, even just for the homeowner, you know, I would recommend throwing compost on your lawn every year, you know, and uh, put it in your flower beds and, and it just, it'll help those plants um, with water retention. And you guys, when you commercialize it, is it as a, a separate brand name or is it under public services or is it like a private it's, label? Uh, or yeah, label? it's our, um, we still, Republic Services is our parent company. We're, we're still identify as Deschutes Recycling out here. And oh, so it's okay. under a Deschutes Recycling label and we just, oh, okay. you know, soil builder or biofine. And, mm -hmm. and so we sell to the public. We also sell to landscapers, uh, farmers, That's and a, then commercial um we have amazing. agreements with some other um, landscape uh supply companies that'll buy our product and then resell it that's perfect man that's yeah. a whole cycle huh? right there. that's right yeah and, and so from start to finish like how much does it take in months or days? um yeah it's thing? uh I, it's probably months it takes mm -hmm. months and so you know the stuff we grind today we're probably not going to produce maybe for mm. A couple end of months, year, yeah, end of the year, maybe. yeah, mm. yeah. It can, it just, uh, it just, it's kind of a uh, juggling act between um, equipment, personnel, and then just moving product through the process. That is very insightful, man. Yeah. So that that is uh, hopefully another insight huh, on how recycling, even though it seems simple, it's definitely not just on compost. Huh? I would imagine on other materials, and also. Um, how that can be implemented on, on tourism destinations who want to improve their, their use right. of resources and make it a win-win. So I don't know if there's anything you wanted to add that we didn't cover or... I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so, then I really appreciate your time as well. And thank you, Rusty, again you're for welcome. this knowledge. Eh? Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. My pleasure.